What's going down, people? It's day 10. Day 10 of the BFI 63rd London Film Festival. It's been a good day. Saw a couple of films, did an interview. You know what I mean? It's been good. We're only talking about one of those films today, though, and that is Sarah Gavron's Rocks. And I also had, um, hey, the, the real opportunity to um, sit down with Claire Oakley and um, talk about her film, uh, Makeup. So that is what you have to look forward to today. All right. So buckle in, people. Let's get it popping. Okay, people. So I'm just out of a screening of Rocks. This is the new film from Sarah Gavron. It's produced by Faye Ward and Amina Ayub Allen. Um, it was written by Teresa Ikoko and Claire Wilson. And it's starring Bucky Bakray, Kosar Ali, D'Angelo Usi Kisidu, um, Shan Shana Monique, Grayson and Ruby Stokes. Uh, the gist of the film is this. So, Olalusha Joy Omotoso, otherwise known as Rocks to her mates, is a London teenager with ordinary teenage cares. Hanging with her crew and helping to look after her little brother keeps her grounded. But on returning from an ordinary day at secondary school, she discovers her mother isn't home. There's just a little cash and an apology note. Fearing that she and her brother will be separated if the authorities find out, Rox decides not to tell anyone and instead copes with her brother alone. Based on a script from an award-winning playwright, Teresa Ikako and Claire Wilson, um, with a storyline conceived by Ikako, the drama was developed through extensive workshops with um, Gavron and the female cast, all of whom were discovered through casting sessions at schools. Helene Louvart's fluid, intimate cinematography helps gives rocks a persuasive immediacy and naturalism, with the girls vividly bringing their characters to life. What's remarkable is that far from feeling as if the film has been cast with non-actors, Rocks features magnetic performances across the board, particularly from the trio at the heart of the story. Koza Ali and Shanaha Monique Grayson are great as the friends pulling Rocks in different directions, and Bucky Bakri is fearless and entrancing, in the title role, along with the whole filmmaking team. They give voice to the London girls you see every day. Lean closer because they have something to say. I think the way this film is shot definitely gives it a, a different feel. And a feel like you are um, 
yeah, running around the streets, hanging out in the classroom with a group of friends. You know, I, I, I think that's the immediacy that is creative. We get a lot of shots that are close in to um the characters and kind of rotate with them as they move and they walk. So I think that helps in creating this this kind of atmosphere. Another thing that is is interesting is the the way they intersperse like camera phone footage with the film. So it does have that kind of hangout vibe to it, you know. Like people messing around and you shoot something on your phone Or just, you know, watching something as you pass by on a bus You know, all of this helps create a unique kind of friendship young vibe And um, I think that for the most part what we see, what we get Is, you know, is this thing Is this friendship Is this Kind of uncertainty From, you know, being a kid From, like, having this this thing happen That you have no control over you know, just coming home and finding out that, yeah, your mum's disappeared. You know, that's, it, there's a worry to that. But then knowing that it's happened in the past. You know, so you can imagine that there is concern at first. But you're like, well, look, it's happened. But then as the days are going by, you are like more worried, more concerned. So it's a bit like, yeah, you get a lot of that I think, um, you know, there's there's times when you, you wonder Why is there a hesitancy to ask people Especially when, like, certain things happen so certain things happen and you know so you you can see it and you so you understand all right there's a closeness there but then certain things aren't asked and it it does because i think look in the past you people wouldn't ask because there's a fear of the unknown but i do believe now there is more knowledge around a lot of this stuff And look, there's Google you, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's easier to get certain information So I think having people naive It doesn't always work when, when we do things now You know, when, when things get written now Because it's just like, look People aren't as naive as they used to be So I think sometimes it's a shame that that isn't always reflected In a narrative of something But, you know, look, 
there's definitely a lot of stuff that you understand, you know, and and the fear and everything like that. Like, um, I think for a group that have no acting, we do get some really good performances. So I think, um, you know, like, (sighs) D'Angelo, who plays Emmanuel, like there's there's times when you know I think he's like there was a moment he's in the he's in a car and he's crying for his mum. I think that was a really good moment, really powerful. And um yeah, there are a lot of moments when yeah, the performance is really good. There are other moments where performances can come off a bit stilted. Um and don't work as well, you know, and these aren't moments of where a character is like, oh, I don't know what to say to this, and blah, 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 where it could be understood, you know, these are just a more free-flowing moment, but look, I guess it is understandable when, um, yeah, they, they haven't acted, so you can give that a bit of a pass, I do think that um, Ruby Stokes as Agnes and um, Shanna Ha, Monique Grayson as Roche are really good. They do some really good roles. Um, you know, a, a, a moment that stands out is like when Agnes is just distraught at a situation that has got out of her control. When all she was doing is looking for information Then, um, yeah, Roche uh, Like, I think she really shows You know, the, the flip side of that character Because, you know, you get the, um You get a character that doesn't know Oh, how do I fit in here? Then you get a character that, you know, is, yeah, happy to fit in and have fun. And then you've got the switch of don't fuck with me. And all of those are portrayed really well. You know, Roche really comes to life with um, the way Grayson portrays her. Like, um, rocks. Now, yeah, for the most part. I'd say Bakri does do a good job with rocks. As I said, look, the the other times I think it is understandable. Ali as um Samaya is very good as well. And and this helps. This helps because it, it's gotta be fun. But you've got to have that quick wit, that, that, that fast conversation, that stupid silliness. And we do get that in here. Uh, I would say some of the camera angle choices and shots aren't necessarily needed. Like sometimes the camera kind of scans down and it's just on an arm. And it's a bit out of focus, and it's just a bit like I that isn't. It's not really adding anything to this scene. That shot doesn't. It doesn't really need it to be there. 
And so there's a few of those throughout the film. But I'd say for the most part, this is pretty interesting. You know? Yeah, I would say it's an interesting look at things. It's 93 minutes, so I wouldn't say it's crazy. Um, Maybe it could be just a tad shorter. I think an hour and 15 would have been real tight and concise. But, you know, I I think it's just, I guess, you know, it's just one of those things, really, right? Um, I like the tone of the film, like the, the you know, the colour scheme, like... Um, and all of that, the way it was shot in that respect, I think that worked, that helped give you that, um, that London vibe, and then when we move out of London, it did seem to be a bit brighter, which, you know, I think that works in itself right there, so, um, yeah, I don't know, if, um, these kind of things are fun to you. I guess, you know, uh, uh, something that probably ties in a bit with this would be something like Dairy Girls. So I would say if if that is something you enjoy, then I think Rocks could be a film for you. And you'll be able to see it tomorrow. So that's Saturday the 12th of October. The penultimate day of the festival. It's on at 2.30. At the Embankment Garden Cinema. So. um, You've got that. Or. It's going to be on general release. The 24th of April. Next year 2020. Okay. So that is Rocks. The new film from Sarah Gavron. Um. Produced by Faye Ward, Amina Ayob Allen, written by Teresa Iko Ko, um, and Claire Wilson, starring Bucky Bakray, Koza Ali, D'Angelo Ozzy Kasedu, um, Shanaha, Monique Grayson, and Ruby Stokes. Cool. <laughs> Okay, so there's the uh, review and now we're going to get into the interview with Claire Oakley. So, um, yeah, Claire's the director of The Makeup, um, which premiered at this festival, had its world premiere. So, um, yeah, going to talk, talk about, you know, just the whole process of making the film. Um, it's a shame it wasn't longer, but it is what it is, people. So, uh, yeah, here you go. Okay, so I'm here with Claire Oakley, the writer and director of Makeup. Um, Claire, now, uh, yeah, I saw the film the other day, and it's it's an interesting kind of like I don't think it's what I was expecting. Like going in, um, like how did the whole 
like the concept of this come to you like yeah how did it all kind of become a thing so um the film kind of started out as a short film and i took that short film to an incubator lab thing which was for a week and i arrived there and we'd all read each other's work and this guy came up to me and he had a very specific reading of my film that wasn't at all what i'd thought mm. um and i thought he was really weird and like didn't talk to him for the rest of the week um but then about two or three years later things changed in my own life and i realized that what he'd said about my work was really true um and i'd sort of unconsciously written something i i sort of hadn't even realized um and that experience was interest really interested me and so i went back to that short story and and started developing it as a feature film um so that was kind of how it came about and the 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 story is uh a lot about repressed desires and the unconscious um and the the character goes on a journey of realization through the film so um yeah those are the sort of themes i was interested in okay and what like what was it what was the thing that he kind of saw in your film that you didn't think was there initially the thing is if i say that then it gives away a lot of the film ah. and one of the things that i was wanting i wanted to take the audience on a journey uh, that surprised them yeah. um and i'm pleased when people say that you know the film isn't what they expected um it's a it's a coming of age tale and a lot of it is quite naturalistic but there are also genre elements um because i wanted to describe this um sort of tumultuous inner life of the character um and i wanted to to use all the tools available to me to do that so um so yeah i think it can surprise people and it it it's, it doesn't give everyone what they expect but um i hope that that's also a, a pleasure Yeah, I I I mean it wasn't a chore. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was interesting because um yeah, I I think there was a point when I was like oh, is is this a horror? Is this a, a thriller or something like that with some of the caravan stuff? And I was just like because I don't I don't watch trailers. So a lot of times I just go into films not really knowing. I I hear a concept or something like that and think, "All right, I'll go. Yeah, I'll check that out." And so it was that that was kind of the case with yours. And so, yeah, there was a lot of times and I was thinking, "Oh, is it going this way?" and then it didn't. And is it going this way and then it didn't. And it's just like, "Oh, what's happening here?" And then like you you see the story kind of develop how it did towards the end and it's just like Ah, okay. But um we didn't really get to the bottom of um her kind of wonderings about Tom. Is that was that kind of was there was there parts of you that wanted to kind of finish off that kind of thread or was it always the intention just to leave it how it was? Uh it was always the intention to leave it because the film is very subjective in that it it follows very closely this one Ruth this one this our lead's experience. Um and at the beginning she thinks her boy for people who haven't seen it maybe like the she follows 
Uh, she thinks that her boyfriend might be cheating on her and she begins to investigate who he might be cheating on her with. Um, and in a sense that is never pursued in terms of it of a sort of um, thriller I suppose mm. um, or drama um, because by the end she's not interested in that anymore and the the journey has taken her to a quite different place um, so I was sort of interested in exploring the way that people's minds play tricks on them um, so at the beginning she thinks that she's jealous um, that there might be this other woman um, but but the the story sort of takes her on a different on a different journey and she realizes that you know it's not jealousy at all that's fueling this obsession um, so it didn't seem important for me to return and, and tie up whether or not he has been cheating uh, because it wasn't important for her as a character yeah because I think that was a, that was one of the things because it's like she's looking for this woman and then you she you think oh she's found the woman when she's looking at like the wigs and you're like oh there's gonna be a confrontation there's gonna be something but then no <laughs> that's not where it went at all and like I don't know I think at first I wondered if she was looking at that because it's just like oh if he's done it let me see what all the was about and then yeah it, it definitely looked like there was more it was now actually I'm going to explore this side of me so was that kind of how you want you were trying to kind of do it yeah I think that's right um, and it it was something that um, I, f I don't really know how much to say because yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know part of the fun of the film is is sort of going down the rabbit hole and, and mm. following it um, but yeah that it was my intention okay. um, yeah yeah no, I think that's enough. They can they can find out all of that themselves. Now, how hard was it to um, to do some of the scenes? Like, especially I guess some of the stuff in the bathroom. Does it all seem like the cubicles aren't big? So yeah, how how the hell is that filming and every, and especially like looking underneath? It's like yeah, how how was all of those scenes? Um, so we we bought two. We shot down in Cornwall, and um, uh, in Cornwall there's a lot of um, fruit and flowers grown down there. Yeah. And so a lot of workers come in for the summer and mm. live in caravans. So the, we we bought two caravans off a flower farm um, that were identical, and we put one outside, which we used the majority of the time as a set. But the other one we kind of cut up and built again as a set so with removable walls right so for something like the bathroom scene we shot that on the set um, and so we could get the camera the camera is actually sort of shooting through a mirror at one point because um, she's sort of staring straight into it so for that we had to um, you know take apart the wall um, so yeah with it, it's very hard shooting inside a caravan, but much easier if you've got removable walls. Uh, yeah, no, so I remember when I was looking at it, because I, I, I used to go surfing in Cornwall. Um, 
Ah, oh, I forget the place. I wrote, but yeah, there was a, a, a caravan park that we'd go to, and we'd rent um, a house on the, on in the place, and we'd go surfing there. And it kind of did look a bit similar. But I imagine a lot of those places are kind of similar. Like, how long was the the shoot? Um, we shot for 25 days, so about five weeks. Um, you know, we didn't have much of a budget, um, but. Uh, the film had been written with the budget in mind, so it wasn't mm. it wasn't a, a terrible thing to try and and shoot in that shorter a period. Um, and all of the film was set on this one caravan park, so we didn't have to move far yeah. from place to place. Um, yeah, the shoot was really good. Um, it was because we were about six hours from London. It meant that everyone on the crew formed a bond very quickly, mm. and we were spending weekends together and our sort of downtime together. So it felt like a big family, and I think that was really um, productive uh, creatively because it meant that people f- uh, trusted each other and uh, felt free to explore their ideas. So yeah, it was a very fertile environment. When you got there to you know start, was there anything that you're like? Oh, I'm gonna have to change that. Or you know what I mean? Did any anything come up that made you have to make any tweaks or like that? Well, we we found the location about a year before we shot, um, and I went down uh, the summer before we shot and spent a few weeks on the park to write a draft of the script, um, and I wrote that draft specifically for that location. Mm. Um, so. It was, yeah, the location didn't throw up any surprises. Um, it was sort of folded into the story. But the weather, obviously, uh, did. Um, so we had to be very flexible with our shoot and our schedule. Um, a lot of our scenes were outside and a lot of them were at night. Um, so, yeah, there were, definite, there were definitely sort of challenges with that. But um, we, we managed pretty well and the weather was kind enough, I th- I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> and how was the casting? Like, did you have anyone in mind when you were writing it or was it just auditions and these people just, you know, you felt ah, they're right for the role? Um, I didn't have anyone in mind whilst I was writing, but I sent an early draft to our casting director, Olivia Scott Webb, who recently won an Emmy for Fleabag 2 um, and I've worked with her on all of my short films so we had a, a good relationship and I sent her a very early draft and she immediately sent me back a link to Three Girls, the BBC show starring Molly Windsor and said that she thought Molly would be perfect for it um, and we then uh, started casting about a year after that and saw you know, hundreds of of women um, but Molly's self-tape and then when I met her in person she just sort of rose out from the rest and I could really imagine her in the role um, and when we met it, I understood that she works very much from the inside out mm-hmm. um, looking deeply at the, the characters emotions and feelings and that was something I really wanted to do in this film um, so it was a really good partnership and I also just loved her sort of raw, truthful style of performance. Um, and the other, the other roles we cast um, in a similar way in that we sort of put out a call and auditioned. Um, and Joseph Quinn uh, gave a fantastic audition and he 
we did a chemistry test between him and Molly and they were sort of instantly laughing and worked extremely well together. And Stephanie actually came in twice to audition because she came in the first time and um, she was playing someone interested in makeup. And so she came in like very made up um, with sort of you know loads of lipstick and all everything and I found that wasn't how I'd envisaged the character so I found it quite hard to see her performance through that and uh, I think she sort of sensed that and so she came back in the next day which I thought was very brave she just asked to come straight away and do another audition she came and gave a completely different take on the character and I was uh, which was very original take uh, no one had really played her like that so um, yeah I was really impressed and impressed by her her bravery um, so we cast her and, and that sort of originality and courage kind of continued through the shoot. She was great. Okay, that's great. Um, have you got distribution? When can people like look to see this or your social media so people can follow and keep track and whatnot? Yeah, um, Curzon have picked up the film and we'll be putting it out next year. Um, I don't know when yet. But uh, that will be in the UK and Ireland, I think. Okay. Um, uh, but other than that, uh, for the rest of the world, I'm not sure yet. Okay, that's great. Thank you very much, Claire, for your time. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, look forward to seeing how the film does next year when it's released. Great. Thank you. Okay, so that is us. For uh, yeah, another episode. We'll be back tomorrow on the penultimate, penultimate day of this festival. Um, so, um, man, uh, yeah, I've I've completely lost track. But at least one film, one review, one interview. That's what I'm promising. There might be two films. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look. I'll see what's popping off. But remember, check the episode notes and you will get all the links to the websites, the social media, all of that and the BFI website. Okay. All right, people. Remember, you haven't got long. Two more days to catch films. So don't miss out. All right.